This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. This transmission had encoding issues. We apologize for the sound quality. Welcome back to the universe's favorite home and garden show titled Off My Space Grass. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, no, that's the universe's favorite drug ring show. Oh, okay, sorry. But, uh, uh, they they are often confused. Yes. Oh, one now. No, you don't, because you fucked up. That's your only chance. No, no. Um... Dome growing. Isn't it already indoor if it's in a dome? Or is a dome inside someone's house making it an indoor dome? Dome growing. Okay. How to keep your space garden alive. (laughs) Whatever you want to grow in your dome. Why are you putting weird emphasis on space garden and dome? Are there illicit things being done? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say you could grow weed, but... All right. I suppose you could do that under mo- most circumstances. It is a weed. What were we talking about? Oh, right. I was going to say, um, what was I going to say? Something about cactus gardens, but I've lost it. It's Friday, and we're tired, and we have a and long weekend well, ahead we of us. we can't always use that excuse. Sorry. Yes, we can. Yes, no. we can, because it is an ever-present truth to everyone who works and also wants to have a hobby. It sucks. Anyway. Today, we are going to uh, read one story because we have a lot to do, but I do want to get an episode out for you all. So this story comes from uh, Short Stories Reddit, which is just another subreddit, but it has the sci-fi tag. It was submitted to us by DMNK. Dimk. 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 So thank you very much for your submission, and we will get right in. Ground control. Ground Control, this is Major Tom. Er, you never mind. Ground Control Earth, this is Pilot, preparing for rendezvous maneuver. The capsule vibrates slightly as the steering thrusters kick in, turning my personal transporter to align with the big container ship. Harry, this is Tim. Can you confirm relative heading? Harry, my co-pilot, confirms my trajectory from his tin can a few kilometers back. The huge metal box of interstellar cargo that we're docking onto is still more than 14 hours of space travel away. But because of the communication lag of more than six hours each way with ground control, I need to initiate docking now if I want them to confirm any data. From my window, I can make out the ball collar as a gray cube against the black backdrop of deep space. Okay, well, there's already a lot going on here. Yeah. So there's, um, Harry is driving uh, a smaller ship, possibly made from a a material called tin. (laughs) And, um... I believe that's a euphemism. And there's some sort of ship in front of them that they're docking with? Yeah, so he's some middleman between cargo and where they're docking. Like, maybe he's kind of like a tugboat, I guess? They tug, like, bigger ships and bring them to dock, to port? Maybe? I don't know. We should keep reading. Ground control, this is pilot, reading relative speed to cargo vessel, reading 0.2. Two seven meter per second. <laughs> Please confirm. Any last instruction before docking maneuver? I'm calling Harry to confirm my speed as well to calibrate for any relativistic distortion caused by my caused by our high speed compared to Earth. 
I flip the communication back to the close range loop for our small flotilla of personal transporters and advise our eight guests to start securing anything floating around in their small personal space for deceleration and the following docking maneuver. Each capsule has exactly two tries to successfully mate with the big mothership, which is our ticket out of the solar system. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any more tries and the fuel reserves are too low for re-entry on Gaia. If they miss, they go back to Earth on a very, very long trajectory, taking them double the time it took us to get as far outside of the solar system as we are now. So they have no fuel to dock, but I suppose that makes sense. They have no fuel to dock, but they do have fuel to return to Earth. So they're not completely screwed. Okay. Because, so like, I'm sure thinking. that to dock, you need a lot more engines and jets than you probably do to um, Just go going. in a direction. Yeah. Okay. Imagine spending eight months on three quarters rations and reduced power settings alone in space. That's tough, even for career spacers such as Harry and me. Well, space travel is still about optimizing the mass-to-thrust ratio, even more so for faster-than-light travel, so no extra gram of life support was packed in. Can you explain mass-to-thrust ratio? Um, what do they mean by that? They mean, oh, that's not... They basically just mean how much um, mass, including fuel, you can support with the amount of thrust you have. Okay. So the... the um, uh, how you move in space, right? You have, uh, generally speaking, the the going rate, right, is you, any body has to relinquish something, it has to push something away from it in order to move, right? So okay. if you were to like turn on um, a can of air and point it out from behind you, right, that air is expelling, forcing you forward, right? And yeah. you're hoping that hair has enough thrust to push you forward fast. Okay. Right, so this is sort so of so there's oh, so it's not just that and the more thrust, and the has, more mass okay. you have on your little um your canister or you sitting on your little canister of air, the harder it is for that that oxygen tank to push you okay. harder. So in this case, we're talking about um and jet fuel, no um space. I'm sure, sure hydrogen fuel. hydrogen and oxygen mixing together. Yeah. Um, and creating combustion, and that has a similar property. It's it's going to push out the back. Well, actually, I don't know what they're going to say they're using for fuel in this story. Something with really high yield, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. But you know, even now they're talking about ion drives, and that's the same sort of principle because you're push you're using um what the some uh, an ion drive sort of works by. Um, taking ionic compounds and flooding them with electrons that, so that you push out, or you change the forces and you push out the ions out the back, right? But it's the same principle of developing thrust by basically throwing something out of the back. Okay, I can see that. Right? Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim, can we have a dry run through the procedure again before the real maneuver happens? One of our passengers asks over the ether in a nervous voice. I would not want to miss my chance to see Gaia, he adds with a chuckle. I guess it is normal to be nervous if you are leaving the solar system as a colonist for a faraway planet without chance of ever going back in your lifetime. Okay, so we're colonizing other things, and we're pretty advanced, but we also don't have travel down to the fact where you can just leave Earth and then come back in your lifetime. So that gives us a little bit of an idea of where the technology is Well, there's at. some sort of large ship that's leaving the solar system, and we don't know how that travels yet. True. Uh, it did say light speed, though, so 
so fast presumably very speed. yeah very fast crew this is tim listen up docking is easy for your part most of the work will be done by harry and me this really should be harry and i and it's killing me <laughs> but that's nitpicking all you have to do is confirm our speed readings and keep a hand on the locking lever harry will pilot your capsule remotely and i will steer the mothership when docking is successful, the LED above the lever will turn from red to yellow, and Harry or I, thank you, will confirm docking from our side. You pull the lever and wait for the LED to turn green, which means you're successfully docked and anchored to the ship. Do not pull the lever if the LED is red or you will bounce off. If you bounce off, we have one more try to mate. Afterwards, your capsule will not be able to catch up to us anymore. Okay, at which point the autopilot will take over and take you back to Earth on a long and lonely trip. Got it? Now go back to securing your capsules. So everything's in movement right now. Yeah. Everything is in movement, and if they miss, they only have enough fuel to try to recorrect and do it one more time. And if not, they have to have enough to get back to Earth, and they yeah. miss their chance. Okay, this reminds me of a really horribly funny game. What's that Minecraft in space? Space engineers. Oh yeah, yeah. That I played when we had we 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 simulated a a fight, so we like made our own server, and we put in pirates, and we pirates. we yeah you could they're just like you know little ships that will fight you. Um, they, they view you as an enemy. They're just AI. Oh right, yeah, 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 okay. And we made ourselves a a ship. This is pretty early on, so like the game wasn't very fleshed out. But we made ourselves a ship that looked like a Viking longboat in space. I guess you came up with that idea. Maybe. It was fun, but the problem was we were fighting, and then um, not only did we have that boat, we had other uh, boats. We had other ships that were going to like cling on to wrecked ships to take them for salvage. Uh, that was our great idea, but we were playing the game at like ultra speed. Everything was going as fast as possible. So when the ship, when the enemy ship blew up, and it might have been our ship too, uh, it's just going full speed. There's, the engines are dead. Everything's dead. You can't stop it. <laughs> so it's flying through space at I forget how fast, and we're like trying to slow it down. We're trying to like repair <laughs> it to the point where we can stop I think it. I remember this. And it's going in a flat spin, and we're laughing our asses off at this point because we can't, we don't know what to do. And it's like the, the perfect clusterfuck of how not to play space you engineers. You were playing in God mode, yeah? Yeah, we were. Which means, of course, unlimited fuel and uh -huh. unlimited space. So they just kind of uh -huh. kept Forever. going on. Forever. If, you know, if I wasn't, if it were real, I would have been terrified out of my mind because I was like, <laughs> well, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry for that tangent. Now back to securing your capsules. That's where you were? Yes. With a metallic bang, the last of your passenger docks to the cargo hauler. Your? If they're kind of speaking second person. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's sort of confusing with the dialogue as long as in technical as it is. It is. Um, there's a little bit of formatting issue here. The paragraph should be broken up a little bit. The dialogue should be separated. But otherwise, I'm having fun with this story. With a metallic bang, the last passenger of your... See? I know. See? <laughs> Author, take notes. <laughs> um, with a metallic bang, the last of your passenger docks to the big cargo hauler, which now looks a bit like a hedgehog with all the personal capsules hanging on its hull. Gotta colonize fast. <laughs> Harry and me float out of our tin cans, which are now are making up the cockpit, to the star-shaped center room of the mothership, to which the capsules are docked. Hello, gentlemen and ladies. Welcome to the Aquarius. And now we're going to get a big, uh, long explanation about the Aquarius works. That's, that's Probably, my guess. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Harry calls as one by one, the, they drift out of their tin cans into the mothership. 
All of them were specialists in their field, selected for their skill and uh, and diversity in race, gender, per- and personality. We got an asshole. We got a <laughs> shy person. We, we got a basic bitch. <laughs> we got the sexy one. We got, we got the sexy one. We got one. the smart one. <laughs> we had the uh, the alt right supporter. <laughs> he was very confused about what was going on. <laughs> this ain't America. <laughs> Where am I? Is Gaia going to be New America? Oh my god, New America. New America. I'm going to do something with that. No one take that. OC don't steal. I'm going to use that somewhere. That, um... Whatever we do with it, we're not not broadcasting anymore. Well, that was my idea. That's why I said we. 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 All right. They all got real skinny during the months of solitary confinement in their capsules. Muscle atrophy is a real thing in a near-zero-G environment, and the capsules don't allow for much more movement than some stretch. Why the hell? How long were they stuffed in here again? Um, maybe eight months back. Eight months, and he said that was double the journey? Maybe, yeah, so, so four. four months, four months in a tiny-ass capsule by yourself. No. <laughs> Yeah. You go, you go nuts. Yeah, yeah there's you no, would. and we're not, we're not talking much, just muscle atrophy here. We're talking about all major fun- functions atrophying at that point. There are some missing details as to how and, all into that's such a detailed of. thing. Like, yeah, like, I'd be really worried about that. That's the bit... top. Um, no, think about this: the top specialist and skilled peoples in their field in a tiny capsule alone for four months. Yeah, not going to worry about their sanity or their, um, I'm, I don't know if these capsules have internet, but <laughs> I mean, do they do any How are they going to get a signal out in space? <laughs> <laughs> and do they have people to bounce ideas off of? I don't know. I mean, they probably, I mean, they're clearly in communication, but. Well, maybe they were cryo for most of it and then they just woke up recently. Uh, it doesn't say It cryo. doesn't say that, but I have to wonder if that's a given. Because for most long, most stories that have long-range space travel where it's not like super advanced, usually cryo's the default. And no. yeah, it's not stated. But then he describes the eight months as a long and lonely trip. I mean, True. you wouldn't Unrations. have a long and lonely trip in cryo. Well, it is lonely and cold. Sorry, what, well, huh? <laughs> Were you awake for it too? Just like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Well, I was thinking of the new Chris Pratt movie. Oh. Which looks bad. Uh, you know what's funny is um, somebody's going to watch this in the future and go, which Chris Pratt? Which Chris Pratt? <laughs> this is was, this is 2030 now. He's probably had fifth, you know. Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Yeah. The actor. Yeah. There's been 1,500 Chris Pratt's by 2030. I don't know. If he becomes like one of these big Hollywood actors. He's in Guardians, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think people are going to remember who he is for a while. Well, they're going to remember who he is, but for which movie we're talking about is the my The one point. with the shitty sci-fi action bullshit that they're going to uh-huh. lob on us, centered really, around a stupid romance. Really narrows it down. Good job. So whichever Chris Pratt movie comes out in the future. Whatever. It's going to be that one. Well, you meant Chris Pratt movies. He just says Chris Pratt's. Is that what I said? Yes. Oh. That's why I was confused. <laughs> You crazy whore. I'm um, no, I'm still reading. But I just want to say, Arrival was really good. Watch Arrival if you haven't already. Oh, this isn't... Okay. Atrophy is a real thing in near-zero-G environment, and the capsules don't allow for much more movement than some stretching. We've got roughly 72 hours for the last spin-up to our kickoff speed for interstellar travel. Communication time lag... 
Earth is close to seven hours each way, but it will be closer to 10 hours once we reach kickoff point. So if you want a last chat with Earth, um, contact ground control now. I could I could do that calculation and find out how far away they are. Maybe we will. Else you got nothing to do except to get comfortable. I know you've been stuck in a tin can and atrophying for four months, so get comfortable <laughs> for the next three <laughs> Just days. Just go back to sleep. That would be convenient. Uh, the kickback acceleration will be quite something, so try not to leave too much clutter drifting around until we're in jump space. You think everyone have, would have gotten that memo like way before this point? Like, well, there's no reason to say it again. Well, it's been four months. I mean, they probably don't remember. They had. Uh, they are changing accelerate. They're accelerating all the time. Probably, he says near near zero g. True. So I mean, they probably have junk. You know, on one side of the ship all the time. Um, it feels good to strap in again. Oh, I'm reading. You read. Yeah. It feels good to strap in again after the months in the interstellar FTL travel twilight. Watching the others exercise away their atrophied muscles and conducting jump space experiments gets boring fast. Don't you too feel bad because you're not going to land? No Gaia? Uh, no, on Gaia. I think it's a typo. One of our passengers asks Harry and me. The closer we are to our destination, the more obvious the rift between us spacers and the colonists that we ferry around. Gravity sucks. I prefer zero-g, Harry answers with a smirk. Nothing like a smelly, cramped tin can to drift around in for months, he adds, only half-joking. I hear the clicking of the others fastening their straps in their couches, while I run system checks on their capsules. Leaning back on my pilot chair, I can see all their anxious and excited faces beaming out of their capsules. The last leg of their one-way journey will shortly start, and in a couple of weeks, they will finally breathe the unrecycled air of Gaia. That's it, folks. Time to say goodbye. I wish you all the best on your new home. Some of them murmur thanks, others salute, and one of the girls actually blows me a kiss, which makes me smile. I'm tapping the controls and their capsule seal, but remain attached to our system for re-entry into normal space. Okay, I'll read home here. Okay. Prepare for drop back. Hold on tight. Harry calls out and counts back the seconds to re-entry. With a stomach-turning lurch, the blackness of normal space engulfs us again. All systems show up green, and so I detach our passengers from the bulk carrier and their tin cans are individual spaceships, again for the planet fall on Gaia. Only seconds later, Harry detaches our two capsules and the FTL propulsion from the bulk of the mothership so we can swing back at full speed towards Earth again, while the cargo slows down to land on the planet. What planet? Oh, they're... they're Gaia. So he, they're talking about the cargo as of... The, the people as though they're cargo then. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. There's no other cargo present. Looking out of my window, I can see the cargo container and the colonists' tin cans. Or maybe they send cargo too. Um, they probably send cargo. Well, I think the cargo... The, the tin cans have now attached to the cargo as one thing. I think that's what they're Yeah, doing. but they're about to go away. The tin cans are Harry and Tim? Looking out of my window, I can see the cargo container and the colonists' tin cans. Colonists' tin cans so they, away they from send, us. So they send both? Yeah, they just send so both. So they're, they're couriers. Yeah. Um, already decelerating. Well, yeah, because they can't... They're decelerating because they're about to hit Gaia. Oh, they're a few weeks away from Gaia. They're going to do FTL and go to Gaia. So why are they decelerating? Hmm. Maybe they're accelerating no yeah they're they, they they've dropped out of ftl it, it was very short but they hit ftl and then they stopped 
No. And then they came out. I don't think that the Harry and Tim go into FTL. That's the point of the big ship. Only seconds later, Harry detaches our two capsules and the FTL propulsion from the bulk of the mothership so we can swing back at full speed towards Earth again oh. while the cargo slows down to land on the planet. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so the cargo lands... So they're already at Gaia? Yeah. Really, really faster than light travel. Oh, so was there a time change and they, they, they took them all the way to Gaia... Oh, okay. I think that they, they docked with the big ship, and they took them all the way to Gaia. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now they're on their way back. Yeah. Time passed. Yeah. That Time passed. That wasn't clear. I, I said it was really fast. Okay. So that could have been better explained, I think. But okay. sure. Time to hail the colony and commerce mutual data transfer while we're in system. Aquarius, this is ground control Gaia. Good to have you here. Please switch to video feed and record what we have to transmit. We've got news that Earth needs to see. Glancing at Harry, I see his apprehension in his face. That is unusual, but we comply with that acknowledgement as we are still on a communication lag of more than 10 hours. The first few seconds of the video feed are static, and it resolves into a grainy picture of a bearded man and a skinny woman with dreadlocks. Sounds like the album art for a Diane Word release. Really? No. It sounds more like um, Mumford & Sons or some sort of experimental band. These are not the usual commanders of Gaia, we realize. Harry and me lean closer to the screen in concentration. There is an odd blaring background noise on the voice line. Aquarius, I hope you are recording. There are exciting news. The bearded man starts. I sign Harry to cut that noise out, but he shrugs emotions that he cannot do anything. A lot has happened in the last year. Not sure if accident is the right word for something like this. The woman tells us with a bright smile why the man disappears out of the image. It was to be expected at one point, but it all came really as a surprise. She continues, and the noise suddenly stops as the man appears back on the screen cradling something. Meet Eve, the first extraterrestrial, he tells and reveals the face of a rosy baby. Now we're truly colonizing the stars. That's not what I was expecting. No. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, this is like the second round of colonists, and the first ones have successfully reproduced. Or at least one. Or at least one of them have. One alien baby. Got busy. Barely looks even human. Woo! Yeah, no, interesting. That's not what I was expecting. I was expecting them to say, like... We are the new conquerors. (laughs) Turn your ships around. (laughs) New America will rise. (laughs) Oh. Pretty much, yeah. That was good. Um, A man in dreadlocks saying, I'm actually the second coming of Jesus. And I'm leading this... I'm space Jesus. And I'm leading... This is... It turns out this is the real Israel. Or real Jerusalem. What was it? In Riddick, um, they had... I, uh, uh, what's what's the Muslim cleric he used to know? Well, he he and his followers were going to New Mecca. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought it was a really nice touch. I always yeah. liked that about that Riddick story. That was really cool. Um, help you, cat. Our cat wants love. Our cat is swishing the, the pop filter. The fact that we've been really busy um, means that our kitty doesn't get love. Uh, sorry, getting sidetracked. We only did one story today, but damn, did we have tangents. I want to get the cons. I'm going to get the cons out of the way first because there's only a few. Some confusing, um, not just spelling errors, but confusingly placed spelling errors. It feels like this is a first draft. Yeah. Or at least a rough draft. No, it doesn't feel like a first draft. It feels like a couple drafts away and he just needs some more revisions. Yeah, there's a couple typos, some grammar stuff, and the blocking is just too big. The blocking's too big and there are some weird um, segues that don't, like time isn't clearly passing sometimes or um 
And, you know, a, a dense story like this, just reading it on the fly, you miss things. Yeah. So, Going into a blind, you know, sure. Take some of that. Take what we're saying with a grain of salt. Oh, sure. This is, I mean, this is a blind reading, so, you know, yeah. Other than that, I liked the story. It was, it bothered to put some physics in there and kind of just into the little bit of the science of that, which I really appreciated. It didn't dwell on characters too much, but you got a good image of who was who. Yeah, but even like some of the, 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 the technical stuff they put in is like interesting and selective. So, yeah. Um. What do they use for propulsion? It's still not clear. It wasn't so, um, But then yeah. again, it's the future, and what could it be? It could be anything. Super um, ion drives. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, the idea of sticking people in tiny sh- uh, sh- shells for a long amount of time doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, as well as the fact that they True. drove tin cans... Wait, let me let me read that again. Let they're me... just calling they're small capsules. They just call them No, tin but cans. they drove them out to the middle of nowhere to turn on another ship. Yeah, it was a staging area that they took them to. Right. But I wanna I wanna know how long it it says um it took eight months for them to get back. And that's our only clue here. One second. I think we're right about the four months. Why the hell would you have it that far away though? It doesn't now, have to be that far away. Yeah, it could have just been in orbit. That's that's one question I have. Around have. Earth. Yeah. Definitely well, a little bit of you know, holes. Maybe here. not in orbit around Earth if it's something like su- if if FTL is super dangerous, if it has to like create a singularity or something. Well, and that's another thing. You know, do you have the route mapped out? Do you know exactly what your star charts say? Where you're where you're gonna end up? You don't wanna end what do you, up what do you mean? In, well, like, you know, you, you hit FTL and then you drop out. How do you know you're not about to hit an asteroid or a moon or something? Like, uh, and that's no moon. That's no. Um, it's a kitty cat, isn't it? Not going to talk to me. Anyway, yeah, so there's there are little a lot of little details that are left out. This is a short story and these formats are supposed to be pretty short. But I think with a little bit of tweaking, just a little bit put in there, it could be fleshed out fine. But other than that, I enjoyed the story. Yeah. It was very fun. And it wasn't all doom and gloom, but it was exciting. Yeah, without it was, without it was so much happening. Lovely, it was a lovely little short story. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, I, I'm all for the technical stuff. That's really cool. But mm-hmm. characters are cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since you have so many passengers. This is this, this is another one I would like to have seen as a, a short serial. Um, yeah. may, maybe like five parts. And then we get to know maybe some of the specialists as they're on their journey. Um, that would have been that, you know, not saying the author has to do this, but that would have been cool. Uh, just as a suggestion. And yeah, I like, uh, the idea of describing stuff with, um, colloquialisms. Yeah. But, um, overall some, some Im- imagery is nice too. It's hard to, it's hard to have imagery. Well, no, yeah, it's difficult to have imagery and it can be done. But we are in the black of space with metal, and that's it. And for all I know, they're driving around um, Pepsi cans. True, mark. true. Copyright. A little bit of description of what all the <laughs> ships look like a bit more would have been good. Um, but other than that, very solid. Very solid story. I like it. And surprising twist. Double twist at the end. Double twist. Here on KRQ, the biz. Yeah. Thank you, DM&K. For that submission, that was great. If you have any others, Didn't. please let me know. Um, he submitted it? Yeah. So he wanted us to read it? He wanted us to read this. Aww. Yeah, I said that in the beginning, where you clearly weren't listening to me. Nope, I don't why listen. why would you? I don't listen. <sighs> well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. 
Um, how long have we been going for? That's about 33 minutes. Yeah, it's a short episode. Wow. Well, it's not that short considering that we only read one story. Yeah, it provoked good discussion. So thank you very good much story. and uh, stay tuned for these messages. I'm Jordan and this is Nerd's Eye View. Who do I have with me? I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. And what do we do here, Andrew? Well, we talk about movies. Every week we always talk about something that's new in theaters, as well as tell you what's going on with the box office top ten and what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And then we do a crazy thing called Guess the Ending, which Andrew has a wonderful catchphrase for, but it mainly involves us coming up with crazy stories for all the new movies that are coming out. So if any of that sounds good to you, find us online, nevpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast, or benviewnetwork.com. What was I supposed to say?